Success is defined differently by each and every person. For some, it's making a million dollars. For others, it's staying at home with their kids. And still for some, it might be traveling the world. Here, we interview some of the most successful people defined by their terms to see what got them there and how you can take those tips to achieve your goals as well. Welcome to Define Success. All right. Well, we'll jump into this. So I guess uh, starting out, both of y'all, just tell me a little bit about yourself, where you came from, where'd you grow up at, how'd you end up here today? Who wants to start? Matt? Are we on? We're on. We're going. Oh, okay, cool. So where we where where I came from, where I was born? Yep. A little um, bit about family, the whole, whole nine yards. Well, I am originally from Dubois County. Okay. I was born at a hospital that is no longer open in okay. Huntingburg, St. Joseph's Hospital. Okay. Um, I went to Ferdinand Elementary, went to Forest Park High School, graduated in 2001, and uh, then went on to Oakland City University. Okay. And uh, after college, I got into my family business, which was mortgage servicing and property preservation for large banks, national banks. Yeah. And we go around homes that go into foreclosure, bankruptcy. Um, I actually did evictions, uh, cleanouts. We had handyman crews that get houses back up in conveyance condition, yep. um, you know, ready for resale. And then in 2008, 2009, when the, when the bailouts happened, it, it, it affected HUD. HUD who's, is who, who cut our paychecks, right. essentially, um, in the industry that we were in. And uh, it being my family business, it was my dad and myself that were running the company. My dad started the company, but after college, I came in and, and took a took a management role. Okay. And uh, said, Dad, it's, it's your company, so I'm going to find something to do. And uh, I had a family friend who who talked to me about insurance for, for quite some time. Okay. And uh, I went out, got my insurance license. I started with a company. Uh, it When I got into insurance, it was door-to-door life insurance sales. Really? Yeah. So I, I sat down, you know, in some of the, the strangest situations that you can think of. I, 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 I tell Joe some of the stories and some of the guys in the office of the houses that I sit in yeah. where, you know, I'm, I'm sitting on bags of trash. Yep. Because uh, I'm I'm in a hoarder's house selling them life insurance policies. <laughs> I had mice run across my feet. I, oh, I, wow. I, I, I pet pigs. You know, I, I I hear people's family history and stories, and you know. But the problem was, is I was gone seven days a week, mm-hmm. fifteen hours a day, just grinding. Yeah. Because life insurance is a lot like the car lot. Yeah. You know, you sell today you start tomorrow at zero, right? You know, you got to keep selling to keep having an income coming in because it's right now money, right? It, uh, that's all it is. So, uh, my wife who is also from Ferdinand, we're high school sweethearts. She went to forest park. We met each other when we were in high school. Okay. She was a junior. I was a senior when we started dating, but we actually, we knew each other all the way dating back to first grade. Really? Cause Ferdinand's so small. Yeah. I mean, everybody knows everybody. So my family knows her family, you know, we've been together for, for 20 years now. Um, but Crystal and I, we had our first child whenever I was back in my dad's business. Mm -hmm. Uh, we, we, we had our second child when I started this life insurance gig. Okay. And, uh, you know, like I said, I was gone for, for so long, you know, so, seven days a week, 15 hours a day. One day I picked up my daughter. She was still a baby and she didn't want anything to do with me. Like screaming, reaching for mommy, you oh, know? Wow. Yeah. And I was like, this ain't happening. Yeah. You know, my oldest daughter is a daddy's girl and uh, it was rough on my family. They actually went on family vacation without me because I was, I was, I was grinding. Really? And, uh, I, I, I then, a guy that I went to college with, he, uh, I ran into him on the street when I was, when I was with that life insurance company. He's also in insurance. He's like, well, anything ever happens, reach out to me. 
and uh, on my wife's birthday, my, my wife's birthday, my birthday present to her was I left that life insurance gig that day, August 28th of 2013. I went straight to, to my buddy's office who owned the other agency. And I'm like, I'm here. You, yeah. you told me if anything happened. Right. So I signed my contracting that day um, at their office. So I left one job went straight to another, signed my employment contracts, and started there. Helped turn their agency from a six, seven-man mom-and-pop shop into a full-blown call center that was selling insurance all across the country. Because, rewind, they asked me, how, how can we build a team like you built at the life insurance agency? I. I was in a management role at the life insurance agency, had 40 something people consistently under me that I was managing and just hire, fire, train, inspire. Yeah. yeah that, 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 it's a churn and burn world. I, I took that over to the health insurance world after the owners of that agency asked me, you know, can we do the same thing here in the health insurance world? Right. Um, but a more, office setting selling insurance face to face in our office or over the phone it's like yeah uh so like i said we we blew that up and finally uh, one night just talking to my wife i'm like you know uh, i had the life insurance gig mm -hmm. i did it for someone else i have the health insurance gig i did it for someone else it's time to do it for myself yeah and she's like what in the hell are you thinking you know yeah. like, <laughs> you know we we got you know, kids, we got this house, right. we got, you know, and I'm like, honey, it's going to be okay. I yeah. promise you it's going to be okay. Cause I went from, a nice did you know it was going to be okay? Or were you just like reassuring, but freaking it, out? It, it, it's, it, it's man talk. It's going to be fine. You know, but in the back of my mind, yeah. Okay. I got to do this. I got to do this. You know, I'm, I'm like, what's, what's got to happen yeah. to make this a reality and prove to my wife that I can start an agency and, you know, do what I've done for other people, for our family. Right. Um, so I actually ran into Joe at this point in time because he said the same thing. Okay. Yeah. Joe, Joe. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 man. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, he, he said, you got this cush job, you got this base salary, blah, 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 blah. All you do is click some buttons and you take home a paycheck. Right. And I'm like, I'm like, no, just don't believe me. Just watch. Right. right. You know? So um, I started my agency then, okay. um, which is Legacy Benefits Services, okay. um, which is separate from Joe. Joe's got integrity. He'll talk about it here in a second. But, you know, I, I went out and just killed it in my first three years. And, uh, you know, here we are today. You know, I've got an established health and life insurance business mm -hmm. and Joe and I have stayed connected the last few years and we've been trying to, you know, how can we work together? Right. How can we make this, you know, cause we, we work so well together. Uh, we have a good synergy and uh, we feed off of each other. He has his specialties. I have mine. Uh, and here we are with, yeah. with insurance ninja, bringing it all together, you know, with, with big plans for the future. Yeah. So, that's awesome. I like that. No, the man talk thing's funny because every every now and then I'll come up with an idea, and I'll tell my wife like we should do this, and she's like I don't know, and so I work on her, work on her, and then finally she's like, all right, let's do it, and then I'm like, oh crap, like now it's <laughs> then I like freak out, but I'm like okay, I gotta, I gotta yeah, yeah, so that's funny. That's funny. And going through the houses, like you said, you were sitting on trash, man, in real estate too. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. I walked into some houses before. I think what takes the cake is this one house we went in and it was it was bad altogether. But I go to the back and they've got one of those like um, heaters on the wall with an open flame. Yep. And they have a shirt hung up on a hanger right above Shut it. The front door. And I'm like, any second that shirt is gonna fall and this whole house is going up and up. But now it's like it's expected. Like yeah. you walk in and you're like, what am I gonna see today? Yeah. So I, I got another crazy story uh, of I, I get this address because we get we, we you, you buy the leads right to, to go to these homes and this is up in uh, Pike County okay it's 
you know, BFE. Yep. You know, it, it's out in the country. I'm going down this gravel road, and I see this single-wide trailer uh, off to the side. There's no mailbox, but it's matching up where I should be. Sure. And I get out, and what, what was so odd about it is half of the outside of the trailer, you know, the the exterior of the home, you could see into half of the oh, trailer. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I, I walk up, and this guy comes out, and he's like, hey, man, we've been waiting on you. And I'm like, am I at the right? Is this so-and-so? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, come on in. We're just doing some remodeling. And I, <laughs> I sit inside the half of this trailer that has walls, right. but I can see down the hallway. I'm looking outside. The, the wind's blowing. The exterior of the trailer is <laughs> they're oh, they're relapping the single wide trailer, but I'm selling life insurance inside, you know, the half that still has an exterior wall. Yeah. Crazy stuff. Man. I this think everyone wants see. to know, did you sell it or there you go. All right, Joe, tell us what about you. Oh man. So um, I'm from this area. I'm from um, um Newburgh, actually. Okay. Um, my family moved to Newburgh when I was five, but my family comes, I come from an entrepreneurial family. My dad owns Zesto and Riverside. Really? Um, and then my whole family, a lot of my family are in the restaurant business. Um, and um, so I grew up in that, I started working as nine. Okay. Um, I was managing ship manager um, for my brother and my, my dad um, when I was 15. Yeah. So imagine being a 15 year old telling adults what to do. Yeah. I was a little awkward and different. And I learned a lot about business. You know, I always joke around and say, you know, my dad never played pitch and catch with me. I mean, he was 43 when I was born. Um, and so we played the stock market, you know? Okay. And so he taught me about investments and about, and so I can remember I was in high school, um, he and I playing the stock market together and things like that. So like I like I convinced him to buy Google, AOL, I'm not assuming Google, uh, AOL, Yahoo, when they first came out yeah. so we used to wake up in the morning and go yahoo you know <laughs> joking around um because that thing you know obviously took off um so he was a uh, you know very very instrumental to teaching me right and i can remember like i'm the youngest of 11 as well so my sisters and i used to fight all the time okay and um as, as most families do <laughs> and so my dad's like i'm done so he sat my sister sarah and myself down in the living room on the sofa very similar to this and made us listen to zig ziglar yeah and so <laughs> becoming uh that whatever it was you know top top or whatever successful people zig ziglar uh, and it's so kind of like planted seeds in my head um so you know went to castle high school can you know and i'm very driven had a um had a, a paper route it worked you know for st john's in maintenance as well and then I, um, you know, worked at Zesto, plus was in the show choir, and also very, you know, outward person. Um, they didn't know what I wanted to do. Did not want to go to college. Yeah. But I didn't think I could do go to college. Um, and so I got into the IBW. And I was working as an electrical apprentice. Yeah. Um, and I was very active in my faith. Long story short, one day I was in the middle of Elberfeld, in the middle of it was like ten degrees. I was digging a two foot ditch. Extra merits to say this guy's about sixty years old fat beer belly looking over my shoulder with that big cigar going dig the ditch B you know yeah. dig the ditch B yeah. and uh and I'm like oh I look up at the blue sky freezing outside of my car heart saying this isn't for me as a god you know yeah and so at that moment I decided to become a priest and so I left okay I left uh left uh, a could and I cushed but a damn good career right as an electrician and went up to Minnesota and studied to be a priest for um, a while and um, decided, you know, that wasn't, I wanted a family. Yeah. So I couldn't do the celibate lifestyle. I didn't want to do the celibate lifestyle. So I have still had a heart of God. And so I got out of it and um, came back here and um, went back into sales. And so I was in outdoor advertising, uh, but was still a youth pastor. So I became a youth pastor in Nativity and the Holy Spirit Church okay. part time. And then I was in sales the other half. Um, did that for a bit and then followed a girl like most guys do, yep. um, to Louisville, Kentucky, and became an outside sales out there, okay. and now advertising did very well. Um, and uh, the girl and I didn't work out, however, I was still a youth pastor at Our Lady of Mount Carmel over there. So I really enjoyed it. Um, and then one day, I was in outdoor sales, making six figures, you know, in yep. advertising, just really doing well. 
living in an apartment by myself, no kids, um, looked up and said, you know, is this it? You know, am I going to just continue to just buy stuff? Yeah. And uh, get cash, be money. You know, I was, I was, you know, making six figures early twenties. Right. I mean, just I mean, very similar to probably your story. Um, and you're like, what's the purpose here? Um, and so um, I met my my wife, uh, soon to be wife after that, um, Lisa, at a um, at my other buddy's ordination, become a priest. Okay. And so I saw her and just uh, asked for a number, and, uh, and then so she and I talked or whatever. She's back in Evansville, so. Um, my parish I grew up with was looking for a full-time person, so I ditched my six-figure job and went to work for a purpose-driven life. Yeah. And so I became a youth pastor and was there for five years at St. John's and really enjoyed it. Uh, very good. And then I took a promotion in the Catholic Church to St. Ferdinand Church, which is where Matt's from. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so I was at St. Ferdinand, and Ferdinand's a great community. Yeah. Um, however, I wasn't really meant for small town. Yeah. And so we were having our fourth child, my wife at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was doing funerals and everything else. I was doing nights, weekends, tons. My kids were going to get into parochial school at the time. Long story short, I got out of that and was looking for something that was purpose driven. Um, and so a guy said, Hey, do you want to uh, come work in insurance? And I'm like, um, Hell no. <laughs> um, no, I don't want to sell cars either, you know? Um, and so. He said, no, 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 no. I've got an agency in Boonville. The guy's retiring. He would take over his book and train under it. It'd be a salary job plus bonuses. Uh, So basically, we're just looking for you to take over this book. I said, oh, well, maybe let me pray about it and see what God's calling me. Well, I had a prayer partner that that I met with on Thursdays. His name is Willie. And um, I was talking to Willie. Honestly, he was in financial advising. I was like, hey, I'm getting out of ministry. Kind of nudging him for a financial advisor position. He's like, Hey, have you ever thought about going into property and cash with me? I don't know why I'm saying this, but I just really think you should pray about it. And I'm like, uh, you know, yeah. like, okay, uh, maybe there's something here, God. Yeah. You know, so I talked to my wife at the time about it, and I explained, you know, the benefit packages and everything. And uh, it was it was a lateral move. Yeah. And so I got out of uh, full time ministry, mm-hmm. as everyone knows, in ministry you never get out of ministry. Right. Um, but I got a full time ministry and went over to insurance, um, and did that. And so. Started working there, um, working understanding under Randy McNeely, fantastic, highly educated, second year risk manager. It was, he's fantastic. Under, uh, I understudied under him. Um, it was really cool because most guys in the industry, and Matt will attest to this, whenever you learn something, they're like, go out and sell. You know, yeah. go find 100 people out and sell. He's like, no, 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 no. Take this policy and this policy, redlining. So he taught me very, very similar to how an attorney learns. Um, so finding the differentiation between the policies, finding out, you know, asset-based liability versus wherever they're at. Long story short, he taught me the way that they used to do it with the 1940s model. Okay. So I took that mentality and um, and just kind of went with it. Um, but then I, uh, I uh, the only reason I'm bringing this up is it's pretty important. I was going through my emails, and like any um, ambitious person, they're always looking for training opportunities. Plus, I had four kids, I'll be honest with you. I wanted to get out of town. Yeah. <laughs> get away from them a little bit. So, uh, there's a training opportunity in Cincinnati, Ohio, okay. for Cincinnati Insurance. And they, um, I didn't know what it was. It was just training opportunity for commercial sales. I was doing middle market sales already. Um, however, I'll be frank with you, I wasn't that. I was good at it, but I wasn't that good at selling. I was probably at a 40% closing ratio. Okay. Um, and so what I was doing, so I went to the sale and I'll never forget, this is important why, what kind of brings me to everything. Um, I, I go there and um, I'm like 30, or like 32 or something like that, young guy, and I had to look up what professional former wear was, okay. you know? <laughs> so I'm there, my suit and tie, I sit at this table and I look over at this guy and I'm like, hey, how are you? Nice to meet you. Hi, I'm Steve. Oh, Steve, nice to meet you. This is JR, and he introduced me to guys at the table. I'm like, oh, what do you guys do? Oh, I work for Cincinnati Insurance. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. So what do you do there? You're an underwriter, and you know, you're in that, um, you, uh, are you marketing? What do you mean? He's like, oh, I'm the CEO. Oh, this is the COO and CFO. 32-year-old wow. Joe just accidentally sat at the head, so at the head table. Yeah. So I, can, I was like, at that moment, I kind of in, internally was like, okay, you can do two things. You can be... Like it feel inferior, or you yeah. just remember from ministry that everybody's a person. Right. So I'm like, Steve, tell me about your kids. 
boom, lighten up. JR, tell me about your family. Why did you guys do this? Purpose driven, right? Yeah. Um, so I learned that, and basically, um, they became. I became the mascot. I was actually accidentally signed up for the top tier agents in the United States for Cincinnati Insurance. Wow. So this training was the top tier, top thirty agents in the United States. So like any young salesperson, I just start taking notes. I interviewed these guys a week long. Yeah. I interviewed them one by one. What would you do over? What did you do well? What was the change? And every one of these guys in there made over a quarter million a year. Wow. So I said the number one thing that came over over and over was it's not about the money. Yeah. And so what reminded me of that was is that when I was in, in when I was in ministry, I did funerals. Right. So I did quite a few funerals with uh, the priest there. Um, and so one of the top things was was I never heard anyone say I wish I worked more. It was like I wish I spent more time with my kids. So basically, you know, it's like I never had, I never wanted more time to work. I wanted more time to spend with mom, you know, gardening or right. making pies in the kitchen. Um, and, you know, that hit me. I'm like, you know, you have you have a house over your head. You have a, a, a reliable car you drive. You have a good education and a good outcome. What else really is there? There's just stuff, you know, or vanity or narcissism. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, it's really interesting. I kind of get to Matt, um, but Matt Matt's one of his, his famous things he says to me all the time. He goes, "You, we'll be making eight figures, and I'll still be driving the Chevy." Yeah. You know, <laughs> and I'm like, "It's very true." I mean, that's yeah. how Matt is. It's one of the great things about him. But um, you know, all in all, it's not about the money. It's about how you treat others. Right. And so, Mayor, I told you before, I was looking for something purpose driven, and that's why we do insurance. Um, in our office, we never talk about how many policies you sell, what the revenue you brought in is, how many families. You Awesome. And so helping up and Zig Ziglar, going back to my dad, yep. Zig Ziglar, helping up for other people get what you want and need, you get what you want and need in the end. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of that. How I met Matt was kind of cool. Um, so I, I purchased the agency property casualty division he worked for. Okay. So I go over and just BS with him, trying to get referrals out of the department. And we kind of hit it off. He invited me over for a beer in his driveway. Yeah. And he'd come find it in the same neighborhood. Wow. He grew, he grew up with. Uh, my ex-wife, okay, now, um, and um, he went to the same high school as her, so we kind of hit it off there. So um, Matt, I always joked around how to drive a had a cush job, yeah, you know, because he like listened to phone calls stuff. I didn't know the late hours and stuff he did, uh, but outside in. Um, but when he when he and I bumped into each other when he says one out of his own, um, I'm like, you're an idiot. Never like I'm in the trenches, bro. Yeah, I'm out here working. He's like, just watch. And I'm like. Well, you and I both know salespeople, right? There's people who talk and people who walk. Yep. And I'm like, um, you can talk a good game. So let's just see how you're going to go. So like, you're going to fall on your ass. You're going to make 30000 this year. You're going to regret you losing. You're going to be happy you have a, a wife with a good job. Yeah. So this is me in my head. And so he goes, no, just watch. I go in this thing called beast mode. And I'm like, shut up. I mean, like, like what the hell's a beast mode? What the hell's a beast mode, bro? Uh, that, that's uh, whatever. So... And I said, look, Matt, do you know about this? Do you know about this, about running a business? He goes, nope, I can tell you what, you know what fixes all that? Sales. I'm like, uh, okay, let me just, can I help you? Here, I tell you what, I'll make you a deal. I'll come, I'll bring my CSR or my account manager, my receptionist over to your office okay. for free. We'll sit here for six weeks for free, not a dollar to you. You teach me your method on selling health insurance and I'll learn from you and we'll see it. I want to see this beast mode. And he's yeah. like, deal. So I did it. I brought in, a, I paid for a CSR, a, a receptionist to sit down, do all his books, okay. all his answering all his calls, and just scheduling them out. This guy, Matt, earned more income in six weeks than I had made in four years. And I was like, you're kidding. Beast mode, huh? So tell me more about this beast mode. So, uh, uh, wow. Um, teach me more, you know? Yeah. And so I, uh, so then he's like, yeah, I'm going I'm to do this tomorrow. I said, no, you're not. No, you're not doing this on your own because yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be stuck wide. So I just followed him like a dog. So it's funny, you know, because <laughs> wow. he really does. And the, what was the best part about it is, is that by the end of it, I was sending my clients to him. Yeah. Because I saw how he treated people. And it was exactly the way I did, you know, purpose driven. Yeah. Educate your clients. People first. Money second. If you get what, if you help other people get what they want need, you get what you want need in the end. But the byproduct of that is. His family made a healthy living. Yeah. And you know what? It worked well. And then Matt's strengths 
maybe there were some of my weaknesses and some of my weaknesses were his strengths and our synergy we just started i said man you're paying all this overhead so i kind of like like if we were dating, if we we're female male, I mean, I just gotta like sucker them into a partnership. But yeah. like, like, gotta, like some girls, you know, woo a guy in marriage. <laughs> but like, I was like, hey, you're paying all this overhead, buddy. Why don't you just come over? I've got a back office you can use. Oh, okay, so that's good. So we're in the same building together. Right. Well, naturally, we became partners afterwards. Yeah. yeah. So it was, uh, you know, it was really good. I mean, it, it works well. And I think, I mean, I've like we've been. Um, strategic alliances i guess yeah, you'd say yeah. for like three since he started three, three years that's kind of, well, and over three years, i yeah. can name one argument we've had and it wasn't about us it was about someone else yeah you know and um i mean his he's really just really a fun guy to work around yeah. with and he, honestly you know you know how it is as guys sometimes we get in our heads somebody get pissed off about somebody gets stuck on right. something or if it's about vanity or something he checks me you know yeah. what I mean? or vice versa you know it works well because like I, I was whining the other day it's like you're talking about sales yep because now we have staff and now we have people and he's like joe testing matter like are they helping people yes are they paying for themselves yes we're here we're a, we're a house family you know yeah. what i mean you know and that's kind of what we pushed i'm like matt one of the stories i don't know if matt was talking about but it's just about family mm-hmm. yeah you know i know you you, you mentioned earlier you know success yeah to me if if my life stays exactly like it is now I, i'm fine yeah you know i don't chase money right you know i i've there's a there's a saying i don't know if you've heard it before if you chase it what does it do so when you chase something what does that thing do it runs away it runs away yeah so when you chase it it runs away yeah i i figured that out early because i was i was grinding go back to the seven days a week, 15 hours a day, just got to be a millionaire, got to be a millionaire, chasing it, chasing it, chasing it. But what was running away was the things that I want, my family, yeah. my, my kids, my, you know. So finding that balance, the, the work-life balance of, you know, if you, if you just do things the right way, you take care of people in all areas of your life, everything else works out. Yeah. You know, so... I, I see my family. I'm at my kids' games. I coach a high school soccer team. You know, I give back to the community, mm-hmm. and we have, you know, what I like to call a successful agency. Yeah. There's not a lot of stress here. There's no, it, it's not the car lot feel. Right. You know, like Joe Joe was talking about. You know, I had to check him because it, it's not about the daily numbers or weekly mm-hmm. numbers. Right. It's it's big picture thinking. Take a step back. You know, and, and just, is it all working out? Yeah. Why do you want to stress yourself out about 24 hours ago right. or, or the last five days? Yeah. You know, let's look at the big picture here. You all just said so much that I could spend so much time wanting to unpack. Like, there's so much there. So I've got, like, a few things that we, we've got to hit here. The one thing, though, that I think is really interesting, so rewinding, like, 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, so you went to college, right? I went to. And you did not. Yeah. Right. I did. I went to seminary. I went to University of St. Thomas. Okay, but so that was seminary though. Like seminary. Not, like it was, a typical... it was an actual, it's like very similar to U of B. Okay, it's a it's a Ivy League type school. Okay, gotcha. So, what do you all think though? Because like right right now, talk to a ton of people, and this is like a very common topic, um, especially with like kids in high school. About a lot of them are like, you know, maybe I don't want to pursue this traditional route of college because now that's becoming the traditional thing, and cost is going up, and that maybe not necessarily is the smartest decision for some people. So, like, if someone came to you and said, "Do I go to college or not?" What What's your response? To well, that? What's your passion? Okay, because there, to me, college is important for skilled professions. Yeah, doctors, lawyers, yep. attorneys, teachers. You know, you, you got to have a degree. You got to know how. You know, you got. You have to learn those trades. Right. But if you're going to college just for business or marketing, why? Why do you want to throw that money away? Just go attach to a successful business. Attach yourself to, you know, what do you see yourself doing with a business degree? That would be my question. And if you have the vision, Mm -hmm. attach yourself to it now. Right. Bypass the bullshit. 
you know, and just go out and get it. Go yeah. out and grind. You know, if you want to be an insurance, you know, so so my kids are going to have a decision to make. We have a successful agency. Do you want to work in dad's agency? Right. Do you, you want to start your own business? Or, honey, do you want to be a, a teacher or a doctor or yeah. a lawyer? You know, whatever my kids say they want to do, I'll help coach them through that. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying this, this isn't a way I would handle my kids. You know, I wouldn't, I won't handle my kids differently. Yeah. It, it's, if, if you want to go in business or marketing or something that is a broad, you know, line of work, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. just attach yourself to that industry or that, you know, yeah. someone successful and go after them. Right. Why do you need a degree? Right. Do you listen to Gary Vaynerchuk at all? Absolutely. Okay. And that's a big thing he does is like, you don't necessarily need it. Go find someone. Work for free if you have to. Mm-hmm. Learn it. And then you go do it. Yep. The only problem with that is, is that if it doesn't work out. True. So you'll be 18 years or you'll be 30 or say 30 years old. No education of a high school degree. Right. So with the standard of uh, the standard. Do you look at a resume of a 30 year old and look at their college diploma or their experience? So experience is most important. That's 100 percent accurate. Yeah. Um, the um, but I tell my kids, you know, matters. 18 year olds don't want to. No. Heck no. I mean, you know what my degrees in? What? Management information systems. <laughs> really? I've used it. What's this that week. mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Computer networking. Oh, cool. Yeah. I I, no, I, I have. So you're not on all IT now. I'm just like, no. Absolutely <laughs> not. I figured out from my college days that that's what I did not no. want to do. <laughs> so luckily, I was really good at kicking a soccer ball and it was paid for for free. Yeah. Uh, but. Honestly, that's what college taught me is the major I went in for is what I did not want to do. Yeah. Well, no, and that's I, – I don't regret going to college because that's where I met my wife. Sure, that's awesome. Because I met my wife there. <laughs> have you found Tinder? And I'm like, like, <laughs> I'm like yes, yes, no, no, yes, yes, no, super no. yes. Yeah, so, so I met her there, and so I wouldn't change that, right? And it was a blast. It was great four years. But I say it all the time. I'm like, part of me wishes I would have gone to some factory and worked for four years and just banked a ton of money and then thrown it at rentals or, you know, whatever I actually wanted to do. Because uh, I feel like a lot of times today, kids feel pressure. Like, that's the thing I have. That's what my parents want me to do. That's what my teachers. Because when I was in uh, high school, one teacher said, not all of you are cut for college. Like, some of you need to do something else. But every other teacher it was the standard. You have to go to college. You got to get a degree. And I think finally that's starting to change, which in my opinion is good because it's not, it's not for everyone. You know what I mean? Well, it's funny how it's flipped. You know, you talk now a big talking point are, are skilled trades, the electricians, yep. Yep. The, the, the pipe fitters, the bricklayers, you know, they're like, Hey, we're here. We got jobs for all of you. Yep. You know, come, come see us. And they're good careers. Oh, they're great. You know? So, so now this beating in our head in our generation, you know, it's get good grades, go to college, get a good job. Yeah. It kind of forgot about the skilled trades. Yeah. You know, so now our, our, our current society is kind of flipping it on its head a little bit. Like you're, you're pushing towards it. Right. Uh, you know, maybe college is only for certain people, you know, yeah. and, and, and I do feel that way to answer your question. You know, it, yes. It, it, if you have, a, a passion for a route in life that needs a degree, go after it. If not, just plug into somebody successful and follow them. Yeah. Awesome. So now I got to ask, tell me about beast mode. How for six oh weeks gosh. you went into beast mode, you knocked oh. all that out. Like what, so what, what do you, what would you say your secret is to that of like grinding? Like, cause obviously you want to spend time with your family. Like that's the end goal is what it seems like right for you. Uh, and just living a happy life. But what you made the most of your time that you use is what it sounds like. So what's your secret there? It's no real secret. It comes easy to me. I mean, it's, it's something that you can't do just, you know, right out of the gate. Yeah. I'm, I'm seasoned when it comes to that because, you know, you rewind to seven days a week, 15 hours a day, yeah. 
you know, and then you go to another agency and I kid you not, I mean, there were, there were days there when you go from, from the, the mom and pop shop to building out this nationwide call center. And I was working 20 plus hours a day at some point. I would, I would go to work at like 7 a.m stay at the office till three, four o'clock in the morning, go home, lay my head down, get back up and go in at 7 a.m. again. That wasn't every day, right. but my wife was conditioned to me being a workaholic. Yeah. So that, was, that, that wasn't new. And I myself, Joe sees me working from 8 a.m. till 9 or 10 p.m. To me, that's cake. Yeah, because, you know, but but in his world, in the home and auto world, he's the I come in the office at nine. I work till three. I'm off on Fridays. You know, to be honest with you, that's you now. So, that's <laughs> why, uh... but, but, but but to me, you know, it's something that I've done before. Right. But I love sitting down and just helping. people. Yeah. And, you know. I can sit down and talk to five to 10 clients per day, every single day and not miss a beat and not get tired of it. Yeah. I like hearing people's stories. I like connecting with people. I like, you know, to me it's problem solving. It's okay. Tell me about your situation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And that tells me, you know, I do fact finding and yep. then it steers me to the, the route I need to go to protect your family, yourself, you know, all the above my agency uh, you know, that I started is called legacy benefits services. Okay. Our, our motto is let me help build and protect your legacy. If you look at my, my, my logo, it's the family tree with the infinity symbol as the roots. I want to protect you and yours to know when you walk out the door, there's nothing to worry about. Right. So to me, it's a problem. You know, people have their thing. You know, my thing is how can I protect you? Right. And how can I help you? And I build a relationship with my people. My retention is phenomenal. Retention meaning clients that stick. Yeah. You know, 90% of people are going to stay with me. And the, the 10% that walk out the door, they, they get a job that offers health insurance. Right. Or, you know, or they age out into Medicare. Yeah. But, you know, and, and that's when we have our Medicare agents help them. So, uh, to me, beast mode is you know it's easy now yeah is, is the short answer to that it's something that i've developed over time and you know i conditioned myself to long working days but yes, just definitely. just the relationships with people conversations are are easy you right. know i'm not chasing the money it's mm-hmm. i just sit down with them and it's i don't see it as a sale i see it as I helped them. I helped yeah. them. I helped them. Which is huge. Yeah. And in byproduct that hit their friends and their friends and their yeah. friends because they trust him. He's doing a good job. He's you know connecting. That's how we all work. But his his if you want to go sales part, his closing rate is just by ninety percent. Yeah. And that's unheard of. But mine's ninety. Yeah. Yeah, percent, you know, in our industry. And so I mean, an average when I was saying earlier, my earlier one is uh, that forty percent. Mm-hmm. When I came back from that seminar, ninety percent. Oh, wow. closing ratio it's because the chain the way you do it is you pre-qualified clients not every client meets with that right you know they may not be a good fit for him yeah or myself you know and so but the people who do stick with this and we and we treat them like family yeah no and that's huge because even in so in real estate in the real estate sales world i noticed a massive difference because i had kind of a similar transition of like you're trying to sell 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 list your house with me list your house with me do this with me and the moment you switch that yeah. to even like you don't have to list your house with me, but what can I do to help you? That's immediately when your clients or future clients' whole mentality switches, and they're like, "Oh, wait a second, he's not trying to charge me. He actually wants to help me." And then eventually, that does lead to either the sale or, like you said, referrals and client reviews that are awesome. And it does; it totally switches things. So now, as far as your partnership goes, what do you think has made that? successful. I know you said you had a similar synergy and all that, but a lot of people go into partnerships together and then it ends up being a catastrophe. So what's been the success uh, driving factor of that for you two? Well, we see each other's strengths, uh, you know, is the main thing. And, you know, it's 
it's more of a friends first relationship. It's not a business relationship. Yeah. I don't see it as that way. You know, it, it's, you know, we, we get along, we joke around, we don't talk about business a whole lot. Yeah. We, uh, you know, it business, it doesn't, it's not the top of our mind. We walk in here, yeah, we want to help people. We want, you know, that comes with the territory, but it's it's just, this here is a kind of a work-free zone. <laughs> it's, we, we, we do our work, but everything, it, it's while we're playing. Yeah. You know, and we, we feed off of each other. We, we're both higher, high energy guys. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we, just works out well. I don't know how to explain it, Joe. What you... I don't know. I didn't want to be his partner. <laughs> I mean, I wanted to figure out a way that we could strategically uh, make revenue from each other. But I had been burned in the past. Yeah. Off of partnerships and things like that. You know, learned a lot. Um, Matt, though, uh, that sounded cheesy. Matt's one of the most loyal people I've ever met, and non greedy. Yeah. Um, money's important, but money's sure. not. Like, I, we were saying this stuff, and you were like, oh, that's a bunch of BS. Literally, um, Matt doesn't care, like, about money um, as much as you think. He's like, I don't care. Let's just help you. And, like, literally, he said that to go to do business. Let's just forget. Like, Matt's a big picture guy. Yeah. I'm like, what about this? I'll like, he'll tell you. We have business meetings. I'll have, like, four pages of stuff we have to do, have to do, because yeah. it's business. Matt's like, so I'm gonna help ten people over there a day. Is that pay for everything? Okay, okay. Yeah. I'm like, okay, buddy, that's fine. But what about this? You know, like, so it's right. partners. Matt really doesn't care that. Why? And Matt has another partner with his corporation. I saw his loyalty to him. Yeah. And how loyalty he was to me. And there's times that he could have literally, rightfully screwed both of us. Yeah. No way. It didn't even cross his mind. Um. There's just that loyalty to where it's like, no, 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 no. It's me and this person, you know? And now, like, we're, we've got situations now because we're being successful and we're growing and we're doing, we're, we're even growing even further. Yeah. And we're going to be tripling in size or whatever, like, quintillion in size, five times size yeah. next year. Um, we had a chance to where that was approached to me. Yeah. Someone tried to pull me away from each other. And I'm like, no, 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 no. It's us or nothing. Yeah. And so the byproduct was they're like, oh, whatever it takes, you know? Right. And they did business with us. Yeah. Not Joe. They're trying to cut Matt out. And it wasn't that way. And people try to do that to Matt. And it's just not that way. You know what right. I mean? It's just, it just became an unknown loyalty. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm not saying that the two is wrong because he's right next to me. This really is just without a doubt loyal. And, and you know this in industry, that's great. Yeah. If someone gives their word on something, they keep it. Right. And in our industry, it's like, we'll keep it until it hits this financial threshold. Exactly. Yeah. Like, honestly, if Matt got offered $200,000 to go start this company over here, he wouldn't do it. He may talk to me about it. We yeah. forgot a strategic way to do both of us as a corporation. Right. You know, um, but that loyalty. And then, honestly, I learned that. You know, as someone's been burned in the past mm-hmm. from partnerships, I was real skittish. Yeah. Like I was just like, you know, like, like, like a dog going to a hand, you know, like uh, pull back. You know, yeah. Pull back. So it took us a while. I mean, we, like I said, we've been working here three years strategically. Um, it took us a while to form that corporation. Yeah. Um, and now that we've done it, it was like, still, we had it on the books. We didn't do anything, you know, and I'm like, cause it was me, you know, pulling back on that loyalty and that trust. Yeah. But you know, trust is proven. And, but once it is, we're all in buddy, you know yeah. what I mean? We're, I mean, we're smart. We're staying in our lanes. Sure. Uh, but we strategically created this corporation, and it's going to be substantial. And when I'm going to say substantial, it's going to be substantial for two parts. It's going to affect a lot of households in the tri-state area, in the quad-state area, really. And it's going to give a lot of people good jobs. Yeah. I'm sorry. Let me retract the word jobs. It's going to give a lot of people a good um, financial way to provide for their family while helping others. Yeah. So we're going to be touching the lives of hopefully thousands of people over the next few years. Yeah. But we're going to have a team of 25 next year, hopefully 50, maybe the year, third year. We'll see. I don't know where God's calling us, but I mean, I'll tell you right now, we had some tribulations a week ago in our, in our corporation because other people are trying to mess with us because they see success. You know, it is people don't like to see people succeed. Right. Oh yeah. Um, and so I'll tell you right now, 
that one of our guys downstairs called us into a circle and we prayed. Matt didn't start that prayer. I didn't start that prayer. One of our directors did. Yeah. And you could just have heard a pen drop. It was one of the most powerful things I've ever been a part of as awesome. as a as a work community. Yeah. So understanding that all this is BS. Yeah. We could have a five thousand square foot, ten thousand, hundred thousand square foot building. Doesn't matter. What matters is we go home. I look my kids in the eyes and say, "Daddy helped ten people." Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'll add. You know, we, we we focus a lot on clients. I I mean, Joe's making a good point on employees. You know, um, you know that that is the the title. But I'm big. You've you've heard of the company Patagonia? Yeah. Uh, do you know their business model? No, not really. You hit your numbers, the rest, who else gives a shit? Yeah. So that's, I mean, this, when we say work-free, you know, workplace, yeah. it, you know, stress-free zone, we tell, we, we've got a few employees now. They know up front, we tell them, okay, this is your salary. Mm-hmm. This is what you got to do to pay for yourself. You pay for yourself you're fine yeah you know and, and obviously we want to you know, year two year three year four you know make money for the corporation but 12 months you you gotta you gotta pay for yourself ideally exceed and profit for the corporation but if not we we have a review period at the end of 12 months mm-hmm. if you do and, and so on and so forth we have a review period and you can bonus and hit thresholds and you know you have your guaranteed pay for yourself and your family. We're not, I've been a part of micromanaging situations. Yeah. It sucks. Joe's been a part of it. It sucks. I'm not a micromanager. I hate it and I'm not going to be what I hate. Uh, you have an expectation of what you're going to do. Uh, and I don't care if you're, you know, you, you want to take your family on a random two day vacation. You know, it's, it's funny because one of our directors came in from another agency, uh, a competing agency, and he, when his first week, he was like texting me every day, hey, uh, I, I'm going to be about five minutes late. <laughs> Finally, I would look at him and say, I don't give a shit. Yeah. Like, just hit your numbers, yeah. and I don't care when you're at work. Yeah. Right. How about your director, direct? I mean, yeah. we're joking about not micromanaging. I'm like, man, we probably should manage, though, right? I mean, like, we should probably... Like help guide, but no, they're they know what they're doing. They hire a person. All right, yeah, buddy, let yeah. it go. You know, and it's and it's true. And it's nice. Yeah. Okay, so back to what we were just kind of rewind a little bit. You you started to talk about kind of culture of you know you don't care what what they're doing as long as they hit their numbers. So I guess expand upon that a little bit because like that is not a culture that most businesses have. So I guess, how has it worked? Have you had any issues with it? Like, what do you put at the forefront, especially now that if you're going to expand to 25 plus people? So here's what I've learned in, in my, you know, period of time in, in this industry. There's such a high turnover yep. in, in, in our world. You know, I used to work in real estate. Think about how many agents would walk out the back door while they're coming in the front door. Right. You know, um, I don't want that. I don't want turn and burn. I want a, a workplace where people enjoy to come in, they yeah. want to be a part of, and they're, they're standing in a line saying, I want in, I want in, I want a part of this. You know, I don't, I don't want agents walking out the back door. And the reason most of the time people in this industry walk out the back door is because of micromanagement. Yeah. It, it, I mean, when you start, if you are the manager that comes in and talks about numbers every day, and that's your main focus is money, money, numbers, money, numbers, money, numbers. Right. It, you, you're just gonna, it's, it's human nature. Yeah, think about it. If you work for a manager that constantly has their thumb on you and constantly asks, what are you doing for me today? Right. You're eventually gonna wear down and wanna go. Yep. But you just set clear expectations with your people. Yeah. This is what we need you to do. This is what we're paying you, you know, and you know they're they're either going to do it or they're not. Yeah. So why why do you want to worry about it? Why why do you why do you think you got to sit there and ride them every single day to hit those numbers? Yeah. If, if if they want to do it for themselves and their family, we have good people that I know 
that when we poke our head up 12 months from now, they're going to pay for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously we got to pay the bills. Mm-hmm. They know one sale per day pays the bills. Yeah. They know that. So if you don't make one today, you got to do two tomorrow. Yeah. They know that in the back of their head. And we're not going to ask you, you know, hey, you went two days without sale. You got to get three today. <laughs> I'm not going to ask that. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just, but if we get to month six to 12 and you've only got 10 policies on the books, <laughs> I might say, okay, how can I help you? Yeah. But it, you it, know? it kind of naturally takes care of itself, doesn't it? Like, like the natural salesperson is competitive. Yes. So, well, I'll go in and like, shoot, guys, what's up? I helped four people today. So, you know, yeah. where are you at? Where are you at? How, are you, how many people have you helped today? Just ask because four people have been out the door. Yeah. And they're happy, they're healthy, and they're holy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, we give a, you know, going grant. And to be straight with you, I usually lose. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, coffee's for closers. I have coffee, but God bless you, I don't have the pot. <laughs> like somebody's sitting on the couch. But, like, I mean, I'm not beast mode. I'm more like uh, supportive mode. Like, yeah. Go ahead, Support- beast. <laughs> go ahead. Go. Chill here. Chill here. Go, beast. Yeah. Yeah, man. But, you know. Uh, the, the, the culture is, you know, it's just you, you want to keep them happy. You, yeah. you want to keep your people happy. Right. It, if you keep your people happy, what are they going to do? Yeah. They're going to take care of other people. Right. That's, you can't say one thing yeah. and be another. Like, you, you either are or you aren't. No. You yeah. know, so, you know, there's a, there's a lot of people in this industry, you talked about it, you know, that it's tie all the way up. Right. But top button, <laughs> top button, you know, button. And, you know, what that, it constantly, it's funny. It reminds me of the movie Tommy Boy. Remember Tommy Boy when he's <laughs> sitting in the office and he's talking about the, you, you can put a guarantee on the box, yeah. Yeah. but if it's a piece of shit in the box, it's still a piece of shit. Right. You know, I can sit here, <laughs> I can sit here in my jeans, in my t-shirt, yeah. in my backwards hat and sell health insurance better than a dude wearing a suit. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. Uh, and, and I will be better versed. It, it's how do you present yourself? How do the words come out of your mouth? How do you, how do you, help these people you know are you going to be the slick back hair mm-hmm. you know go for tally mark salesman with the, right. with a tie or are you actually going to help people and are they trying to make a sale or are they trying to help you yeah and that's where we'll find out i mean like if someone ever came in here and sold like a like um some of the people our competitors are training people to sell they wouldn't meet our culture right so if they don't meet our culture then they're not going to stay it's a great point right. i have a motto if I won't sell to my mother, I won't sell to my parents. Oh, yeah. yeah. We were talking about that before real estate because we were talking about flipping houses and stuff. But sometimes one of the worst things you can do in flipping houses is get your ego involved. But, I mean, I used to always say if I wouldn't live in it, I wouldn't expect someone else to do that. Right. That's a terrible model for an investor in real estate. However, it's a fantastic model for anybody in sales or just in helping people like what we do is for his insurance. And we're talking about, and that, that's the hard part. I mean, like my motto, our, he's talking about his tagline for his company. My company is Integrity Insurance Advisors. It's we protect families, Yeah. period. So we protect them against predatory advertisements, horrible agents, neglectful agents. Mm-hmm. I never say I protect you from high prices. Yeah. Because prices, they're strategic. They're strategic ways to reduce the price of your insurance for your home and auto. It has to do with your credit, your loss history how you drive, what you drive, where you drive, things like that. Those are all strategic ways you can reduce your, your payments. We can show you how to do that, right. but it's always protecting the people. Yeah. And so, and I, I'll be frank with you, like um, uh, we will, I foresee us getting to the synergy level of people asking to work for us. Yeah. And we know right now we're in an, empo- in an employment issue to where People are sitting at home and maybe unemployed for, uh, they can't find a job or whatever. I mean, we, we have openings if you're going to work. Right. But you have to be hungry. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, you have to actually want to try to help people. So many people are conditioned to the corporate lifestyle of punching a clock and going out. This isn't that environment. Right. It is helping up and other people get what they need and want and you get what you need and want in return. Yeah. So if you don't help enough other people get what they need and want. Yeah. You should not expect to be rewarded in the end. 
Right. And so that that Patagonia, it was funny. Matt was talking about like even the dress. Um, I used to be suit and tie, you know, khakis every day, and I have khakis, dress pants every day, and you know, button down every day. And I start working with Matt. I'm like, how are you out selling me? And you're wearing a ball cap, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so here, the other day, I, I, the other day, because I've got things ripped off me, so I wear jeans stuff now, and I have my polo on because you came. But yeah. uh, the other day, I had a. Uh, I dressed a, up for you too. Yeah, <laughs> I wore. I had a, a shirt like Matt, like a, a shirt like this. I met with a client. He was an older client, so he's used to the, the salespeople with the suits. Right. He walks in and he goes, well, you don't look like an insurance salesman. And I'm like, well, thank God for that. Like, yeah. come on in. You want a beer or something? I don't know. Don't <laughs> sit down, relax, you know. Right. Like, this is a safe zone. We're not going to yeah. be sold here. We're going to be enjoy. I mean, we're going to be able to talk a little bit, see how we work together. If we do want to work together. And right. If it fits, let's work it. If not, nice to meet you. Yeah. You know? So, so yeah. I guess, how do you... With, with your employees, they come in here, they work, right? You're like, hey, as long as you hit your numbers, you're good. Do you do anything, though, to incentivize them <laughs> to really go above and beyond? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. So bonuses, yeah. trips. Yeah. Like, you know, so it, it, depends, it depends on the stuff that you're talking to people. You know, where, where I get my biggest pleasure is, you know, when I walk in and give, you know, a – $3,000 bonus, or we, you know, unexpectedly you walk in the door and you say, Hey, Billy, you did a fantastic job last month. Guess what? He's like, what? Uh, what do you, you and your wife have going on two weeks from now? Nothing. Okay. Well, guess what? You're going to Cancun. Oh, that's awesome. You know, I mean, yeah. that, that, that is the work environment that, that we have here. We take care of our people. That, you know, that, and going going into that real quick, I'm gonna repeat off what he's saying. Yeah. Because it also goes back to relationships. Because you know you're married. Right. You know that you've heard of five love languages before. Yes. So five love languages is not just a marriage thing. I highly believe that it's with your account For your sure. accounts as well as your team members. We keep going employees, they're really team members, right? Yeah. And so our team members here are incentivized. Like obviously, you know, uh, we, with the gifts, that's cash like Matt was just talking yeah. about. But like Phil Phil downstairs, our team member uh, for our Legacy Benefits corporate, uh, Seniors Corporation, he's not a gift guy. Yeah. He's not a money-driven person. He's an attaboy. He wants to know that verbal combination. So, like, and he does a fantastic job. Right. You know, so say, hey, you did a great job. And, like, you should just see his eyes glow. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, but Liz, um, our account for a person for my corporation, she's not a money person at all. She's not even an affirmations person. She's a quality time. Okay. So I'm like, hey. You get in three, if you refer three people for us to help, we'll give you a day off. Are you kidding me? Yeah. yeah. Paid day off. I mean, like, so like that. But then also, like, with three people like family, like Matt said, like, like, um, I'm not trying to, I want to toot my own horn or anything, but, like, last night, one of our people, our team members, family member had surgery. The person had to be taken off all day, and it, some employers be ticked off or whatever. However, you know, we are like, you know, so we in a group chat were praying for that person. Yeah. Then we sent, we, Grubhub, I didn't make it. Yeah. <laughs> Grubhub <laughs> delivered food for their family for supper so they didn't have to uh, worry about that. That's time. awesome. Like, and we, if, and I, we work, can pivot, if I work you know, for a different we, bank corporation, that shit wouldn't happen. And we, pivot, we pivot in here. We, we stay in our lanes when we're all here. But, you know, for example, she's not here to answer the phones. Guess what? Our... U65 division manager says, all right, I'm the receptionist for the day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it, it's, it's, we're, we got each other's backs. It's a family. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Which is huge. Cause I've, I've left jobs because of micromanaging and bad culture and all that stuff. And that's what I heard something not too long ago. It's like, you got to figure out what their goals are. What, what do they want to see in their life? And then if you help them achieve that, they will thank you for it. And mm -hmm. that, that's the same thing. You know what I mean? Like, if she in her life wants quality time and you help her achieve that quality time with her family, absolutely, that goes such a long You know, man, I don't know how you feel about it, but I think Mitch, I think we'll allow you to, to come on board. Okay. Maybe right. <laughs> <Make, laughs> an offer. We'll say, you know. Are you licensed? <laughs> I can't be. <laughs> I like that attitude. Well, I'll use the famous pasture line and say we're wrapping up, which gives us like a 30 minute window to the end, right? But, yeah. um, last two questions number one what's your definition how do you define success i i think to me it's knowing your boundaries in life and and finding balance that, that that's yeah. it awesome. you know 
are you paying your bills at home? Are you in, are, are, is your marriage or your relationship, are you, are you happy? Are your kids happy? Are, are you present? Are you living the, the, the life that you want to live? Right. Uh, that to me is success. I've, I've, I've had good paying jobs. I've had big paydays, you know, um, to me, it's not money. Yeah. It, 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 it's really not, you know, it is the, 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 the presence and seeing the time freedom and yeah. having the balance and, and being able to, to, to juggle it all without stress free. Right. Awesome. What about you? I'd just say probably very similar to the exact same thing Matt said. Um, I think it's just purpose driven, you know? What is my main role, my main vocation as a father? Then byproduct, what do I want people to know before? You know, like having someone who's had two two siblings pass away, parents are gone, like what's the point of all of it, you know? Yeah. Like it's not to have my, we had actually a conversation last night with my kids, not to have a 40,000 dollar house. Right. That's just more house for us to clean, you know? Yeah. You know, I'd rather have a smaller house, something that you're going to, you know, enjoy as a family, keep each other close, but then enjoy life. Not, I mean, you think about how many people are worried about that dollar. Yeah. So far in debt, so far trying to make the, the next, uh, next, next, next paycheck. You know, guys, let's just enjoy the moment, enjoy each other, live a little bit more minimally. Um, I'm going to drive a used car forever, you know? I might, I might get the Tesla. Yeah, but it's gonna be a, maybe a three-year-old Tesla once they got the bugs right. locked out of it, you know. Yeah. And so, like, um, like understanding that I do like nice things. No, sure. everyone who knows me knows I do. Um, but it's not a lavish things. Right. You know, I'm never gonna roll like I have a Rolex, <clears throat> a Folex, and uh, I sit next to this lady <laughs> at this conference, and she's like, "Oh my gosh, is that the is that the navigator uh, the navigator whatever the heck it's called?" Um, <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, is it really? Yeah, I just bought that for my husband. It was twenty thousand. I'm at a commercial uh, training. She, she, I let it go for two days, and I go, yeah, I bought this for twenty five dollars from the guy named Eddie on the side of New York. Oh this my right God. now, he had a trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, had to, I replaced the battery twice, but this thing looks really nice, right? You know, so I, I mean, does it really care? I mean, all in all, like it's like goes back to high school, right? I mean, you don't need Abercrombie and Finch to be cool. Just be you, right. be yourself, just know who you are, and then treat other people. Ultimately, I'm telling you right now, if you have, if money defines who you are. If you're a jerk and you're poor, yeah. you're gonna be a jerk and rich. Yeah. If you're generous, loving, and caring about other people, whenever you're poor, you're gonna be generous, loving, and caring when you're rich. So just be that all the time. Yeah. I will say that money does change some people. Uh, we've experienced it. I mean, some, Yeah, but I just think maybe amplifies their inner person. I mean, you could yeah. be able to put on, everyone knows masking. I mean, people are masked. Hey, yeah, you're my buddy. You're not really my friend. Like someone's like, oh, I love you. Really? What's my kids' names? Yeah. If you don't know me, I mean, like, we can care about each other, be acquaintances. Right. But if you want to really truly understand who I am, you have to get to know me. And yeah. So, so long story short, but be transparent. I will say one last thing on, 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 on uh, success, and I did this and I was a victim of it myself, is that masking is a huge issue. Um, as a pastor, former pastor, um, it's called dualism, like, uh, not dualism, it's called um, PTSDS, which is split. Basically, you have this mask of this perfect individual, and then this this life lifestyle that's behind the, behind the curtain that you struggle with as a human being and as an imperfect person. Yeah. It's okay to be imperfect. I call it, my little catchphrase is, be perfectly imperfect. Yeah. And so just be you, be 100% you, God created you on purpose, and be that person for Regardless. And I think, I mean, if you're that person to your authenticness, your kids will love it, appreciate it, and be present with it. And that defines, you know, what success, what it is. So oh, perfectly imperfect. Cool. All right. And then if anyone does need property and casualties, <laughs> life and health, yeah. or they think they'd be a good addition to your team, how can they get a hold of you all? Um, you can call our uh, main line at um, 812-846-7873, um, which is our main line for Insurance Ninja. Yep. Which is our um, our joint company um, that we have developed, and one of our team members will be more than happy to protect your family. Awesome. Yeah. Or, you know, like you said, if you're looking for a career, um, I, I will say that the eight one two number that he just gave it stands for eight one two eight insure. So that's an easy way to remember it. Eight one two eight insure. 
but if you are looking for a for a career, you know, we'll sit down with anyone. Uh, you know, just give us a call. And uh, like Joe said early on, uh, we are looking to grow our team in the calendar year of 2021. Uh, we're we're tunnel vision blinders on yep. quarter four here. This is our this is our Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, so so um, you know we will schedule interviews in quarter one of 2021. Um, we have our team in place for now. Uh, we can't add anyone just because of appointment purposes and getting people in place sure. would would steer us from our from our vision right now. But uh, next year we in 2021 we will be adding to our team and would love to talk to those that are motivated and want to be a part of the culture that we've discussed and talked about. Um, you know, like-minded people. That's, that's what we're looking for. Awesome. Well, thank you all so much. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, thank awesome. you. Thanks so much to Joe and Matt. That was an absolute blast with them. If you couldn't tell, they are really fun guys as well. Smart, have a lot to offer there. So if you need absolutely anything from them, feel free to reach out just like they said. And then that's it. Until next time, we'll catch you then.